So, when did you first meet Mario? I know you guys are that's your, your guy, you know your best friends. So, did you like? Did you meet him playing football? Did you know him before we Columbus? Met, like, how, where'd you guys meet? I met Coach Cristobal May of our freshman year in high school at football practice. Yeah, I was a, a short, not very athletic, trying to be offensive lineman, and he was a thin tight end, and that's where we kind of met. His grandfather gave me a ride home, and 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 the rest is is history. So it was May of our freshman year in high school. And, and, and now the cool thing is like my brothers are his brothers, his brothers, my brother, like I have a brother, John and my, and his brother, Lou, they literally talk every day, literally every day, every day. So, um, and it, it was cool, man, you know, it was cool. And that's, you know, that, so, so we have, so people tell me, yeah, you know, but I said, man, I've forgotten more about Coach Chris Ball than you'll ever know, you know? So when people tell me they think they know him. But, yes, it's been cool. And it's been it's been great to see Coach's success. And um, I want to see FIU win for Coach Cristobal. I want to see Oregon win for Coach Cristobal. I want to see Miami win for Coach Cristobal. You know, my, my, my emotional attachment was never to FIU, although I went to FIU. My emotional attachment was never to Oregon. My emotional attachment is not to Miami. I love you, the you, but it's not to Miami. It's to Coach Cristobal. And I want to see Miami succeed so that coach succeeds. That to me, that's 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 what's important for me, for me personally. And I know there's other guys on our staff that are the same way. It's not just me. There's other guys that have been with Coach Cristobal. Um, uh, I would say, and I can say D-Train, uh, Cody Woodle, Juan Navarro, um, that, that, that have the same Ed Pata, that have the same feelings that I have. It's, it's more than just about the you for us. It's about the person. And, um, you know, I think that's what makes it a little bit different, you know, a little open-ended here, but you just stepped into it, which is, I was going to ask you, not the coach. I don't want, don't, don't answer this from the coach. What you've known him so long, you admire what the most about him, your friend? His the easy thing to see is his work ethic, you know. But I, he's also a very compassionate human being, very caring. And I do say this: he puts the he puts the kids first. The kids are always first, been first. They were first at FIU, they were first at Oregon, and they're first here. And it, it did not surprise me at Oregon after Coach Taggart stepped away that the players at Oregon were the ones that went and got coached to become the head coach there. You know, um, he's a very compassionate and extremely caring about the kids and the players. Does he love to win? Yeah. But it's, it's be a, Hey, this is scary. He's on, he's FaceTiming me on the other, on the other side. <laughs> don't, don't tell him Josh, but I just gave him the decline button. Oh, Nice. Well, you can so, do that. You're his best friend. No, no, we, we can do that because he doesn't know. <laughs> so, I would say that's what I would say about about coach. He wants them to become better men and, and productive members of society. So I know this. Uh, so I, I respect that because loyalty means a lot to me just in my yeah. life. It, being real, real people, loyalty, trust. So the reason why I bring that up is because you know the day you got let go, that date is in your head. And that means yep. something to you, and you know it also what it means to him. Mm -hmm. December 5th. 
December 5th, 2012. Yeah. You don't let it go. No, no. And, 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 and I don't, and I don't because I want to move because I want to move. I don't want to move because someone else made that decision. So do I have a chip on my shoulder? Hell yeah. About that. hundred percent. I never, I never, that never leaves my mind, you know, and, and especially in this profession, you know, where someone tells you, Hey, you were a failure. And people can say, well, that, that guy shouldn't have been in that position. That's, that's fine. It's still the narrative, right? So, um, and it's good. I mean, I don't think it changed me in terms of it didn't make me wake up any earlier. It doesn't make me work out, work any harder. It doesn't make me coach any harder. It doesn't make me recruit any harder. It doesn't. That, that never changed. What did change was, okay, this is a business. I got it. I got it. You know, and, and that's where I told Berta from that point on, we're going to move because we want to move. We're not going to move because someone else is telling us, hey, it's time to move on. How long did it take you to get latch on? Like, how long did it take from the end of FIU to get to Marshall? You know what? So, Josh, how about this? You talk about Columbus. Coach gets let, we get let go in the morning. And I was out recruiting. I'm driving back to the facility there at FIU, and I, I park my car. And my phone rings, and it's 305-223-5650, which is the, the number for Columbus High School. And it's the president of Columbus, Brother Kevin Handyboat. He's the president at the time. He's not the president anymore. He's still around, but he's retired. And he goes, Alex, I heard what happened. He goes, you have a job here. Thank you. So that's what makes Columbus different. So, but... Coach Holiday hired me in February. He hired me right after signing day. Uh, so like February 3rd or 4th. So three months uh, or two yeah. months. Yeah. So for two months. And so, you know, my wife was teaching at the time. She was teaching at St. Brendan's High School at the time. You know, I did know this, that Brother Kevin also asked me, when's my last paycheck? And it was the end of February. Would have been the last day I would have got paid by FIU. So I was going to start at Columbus in March, substitute teaching and coaching, you know, until the summer. And then they were going to, I, I would get a, a full-time job uh, in the summer as a teacher. And I was good. I was, I was, I was ready to roll, man. I was ready to roll. And then our offensive court, he had been an offensive coordinator for us for two years at FIU, Bill Legg. Bill Legg was the offensive coordinator at Marshall. And they lose their offensive line coach. And he calls me. And then Coach Cristobal calls me like a day later and says, hey, I spoke to Doc Holliday about you. And I said, for what? He goes, he needs an offensive line coach. I go, no, he doesn't. He's got one. He goes, no, he, his offensive line coach just left him. And um, that was it. And then I went up to Huntington, West Virginia and interviewed, got hired. I, I went up on a Friday, got hired on Saturday. And you know what? Best thing that ever happened to me in my life. Because I, I, I got to expose my kids to something completely different. Um, so, but I mean, it wasn't easy when I was out of a job. Uh, Coach Cristobal would come over to my house and I'd go over here and we would talk about, okay, what do we got to do? Because um, Coach was looking for a job too, you know? Coach was looking for a job. And believe it or not, there was, a, there was a college coach who was in town and he had told Coach Cristobal to come by and, and meet with him and talk to him um, about a job on, that, on the staff that the guy was on. And I'm not going to mention names. Of course not. And... Uh, Guy never showed up. Guy what? never showed up. 
Yeah, yeah. So, but so you 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 start to find out you start to find out who your real friends are. Right. You know, and coach latched on at Miami, and then after that, he you know within a about a couple of days, he got a call from Nick Saban, and um, heck, you go get go get it go get a doctor degree in coaching. You know, honestly, I would only see Coach Cristobal when we were out recruiting. Yeah. Because we were, you know, Alabama and, and Marshall, we had different vacations. We had different um, – but he and I would run into each other all the time recruiting. Down when we were South Florida, we'd make sure we get – but our our wives and our kids didn't see each other for five years just because it was yeah. – was it, you know, wasn't it, it, it was it different, you know. Um, so that was cool. You know, that was cool. That was cool that, that we were able to do that when we got back to Oregon, you know. When you think of great football and baseball, you think about the you. When you get hurt in a car, truck, or motorcycle wreck, you need to think Lebovic Law Group. At Lebovic Law Group, you come first. We work to get you all the money you are entitled to. Injured? You need to call or click Lebovic. Lebovic Law Group, the exclusive sponsor of the Miami Hurricanes and proud sponsor of all things you. Go you! Uh, Alex, I've heard you say uh, because of your relationship with coach when you uh, maybe maybe at FIU, I'm not sure uh, Oregon and and I don't know about Miami that your relation you can't hide from the relationship right so that that you're aware of that you're very self aware right a I don't yeah. a, a I don't look like an offensive line coach which I don't think gives matters anymore who gives a crap but at times in your life maybe that was something that was in your head and then also hey my friend hired me right that those were things yeah. that you wanted to work through or prove or a what was that like and b do you you don't feel that way. You, do you still feel that way? You, you were past that. Are we not? You know what? I, I, I'm, I'm very conscientious of that. No, you are. Like I've listened. I'm like, I, I love that about you. I'm going to be straight up. I love that you are so, because a lot of people aren't right. I love that, that you have that self-awareness. Uh, so I guess what it was like yeah. to, to have that or to be, you know, understand real or not what it was. And then is that still yeah. something that, you know, you know is so, in your head? which one of the good things, one of the good things, if there's a good thing, when we got let go, was that I had to go out on my own and and go work for 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 a man I didn't know and coach Doc Holiday, you know, and and that was good. But I'm always conscientious of that. And here's why I am, Josh. I don't know if you noticed, but I never ever ever call him Mario, ever, ever, ever call him. It's always Coach Cristobal. I don't ever do that. I don't ever do that, Josh. Even when I'm in my off in his office, me and him, just me and him. Like if I, I would have answered that FaceTime, it would have been, Coach, what's going on? Just because he's he's at the end of the day, he's my boss. My job is to make sure that that I, I make it easy for him to be the head coach. So in other words, don't. I, my job is to make sure that I don't put him in a damn spot. Right. And and guys will tell you, guys will tell you that I'm not a yes man. They'll they'll tell you that I'm not a yes man, and and I'm not a yes man because I owe that to him. You know, because but cause that's I, okay, Alex. That's okay. Yeah. No, and 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 but I'm not I'm not a yes man because, like I said, I'm emotionally attached and I'm attached to him, not to the logo, right? And so I want to see him succeed at the highest level possible, and and that's I think that's what he wants from me too, it's for me to be brutally honest with him. But at the same time, my job is to make sure that I don't put him in a in a in a, in a bad spot recruiting on the field coaching nothing 
nothing. Don't ever do that. I, I and I and nothing to do with this, but I taught one of my brothers when I was a teacher. And people ask me, man, that must have been hard. I said it wasn't because my brother made it easy on me. And, I, and he, my brother was in 10th grade, but he just did. I never had to hammer down on him. And he kind of, my brother kind of taught me that. And this was without even knowing he taught me that. My brother, Javi, never, he, he taught me that without even knowing he taught me that. And um, so, but that's my job, you know. And Coach will never have to fire me because I'll, I'll, I'll walk away before he has to do that. Cause I, I know there's coaches that have done that, you know, there's that have had family members and because they, they, because of their blindness towards their family members, it ends up, you know, not working out well. So, but I am conscious of conscientious of that. And, and, and I know, I mean, I know, and, and that's fine. Like I, like I said, my, my, my loyalty is to him. Why I want to see Miami succeed is for him, not for me. I don't, I'm, I'm I don't want to be a head. I'm not going to be a head coach. I'm 52 years old. That's that's gone by. I don't want to be an offensive coordinator. Don't care about doing that. All I want to be is an old line coach. And um, so I got no, I got no, I got no skin in the game there, you know. So, um, but I am, I am conscious of that. And but I believe that that's the way the business works. I had a GA at um, at Oregon, Alik Terry. That, I know I covered Alik in high school. Right. So Alik, I was recruiting him. I was at Marshall, but he ended up going to Wake Forest. Yep. Right. But he never blew me off. Never. Never blew because he was raised right. Never blew me off. Always kept a great relationship with him throughout the whole recruiting process. So when Alik wanted to get into coaching and sent me his resume because we had an O line GA job open at at Oregon, I remembered that. And because I knew him, that's what helped him get the job. Now, Alik, I don't know if you know this or not, but Alik is the assistant defensive line coach for the Minnesota Vikings. Okay? Why? One of his college teammates, his last name is Donatel. Okay? The, uh, the defensive coordinator for Minnesota Vikings is the guy's father, Donatel. So the son is on the staff at Minnesota in like a secondary role. They're looking for an assistant defensive line coach who can give bring an O-line perspective. The son tells the father about Elite. How do you think Elite got that job? Because he knew somebody. Now, once you get the job because you know somebody, you gotta do the work. Now, it's your work and what you know that keeps you that job. Don't shy away from it because I think it's real. And I think it's, you know, like Urban Meyer hired his son-in-law. As a quarterback coach, he's a heck of a quarterback coach, and he's still at Ohio State. You know, that's the reality of of this profession and this and and this business is you got to hire people that you know or you're comfortable with because they're going to be loyal to you. And then, but but they have to know what they're talking about and stuff like that. So that's why I don't shy away from it. You know, hey, I work for Don Bailey, so I'm I've, I've that what you said resonates with me. It it literally it would pain me if something I did that caused him strain. Ended up on his desk because of me. No doubt. No doubt. I shouldn't be that person. And he's right. got enough crap to deal with every day, just like Mario does as the head coach, that it yeah. should not come from me. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So, and it's been good. And and again, we're, you know, hopefully he knows what kind of a worker I am and all that stuff. And my agenda is to push his agenda.
change the trajectory of your career, or find your new passion. Both are possible at the University of Miami's Division of Continuing and International Education. The division offers over 50 courses with online and hybrid options for on-the-go professionals and busy parents. Visit miami.edu slash DCIE to learn more or call our enrollment advisors at 305-284-4000 to discover which course is right for you. couple things and I'm out of here. So let's talk about what you know. So I asked you this question uh, one day when we were in the facility. And you've kind of talked about you, you've talked about this earlier when we were talking about some of the kids that have signed. When you look at an offensive lineman, you start with their feet. Yes. Yes. Because. Because you got football is 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 a game of movement. You know, it's a game of movement. It's a game of twitch. You, uh, Josh, you watch Trent Williams, his feet. <laughs> That's a good example. <laughs> you watch you watch Lane Johnson, his feet. You watch Jason Kelsey, the center for the Eagle, his feet. You watch Tyron Smith, the tackle for the cap, his feet. It all starts with your feet. Oh, I think any position in football, it's it's about your feet. You gotta you gotta be able to to move. You gotta be able to dance. You gotta be able to cover guys up. You know, Anthony Munoz, maybe arguably the greatest offensive lineman of all time. Joe Thomas, feet. They got they got footwork because at the end of the day, the guys playing on defense. Our D line are better athletes than you. That's why they play over there. So, you better have feet so that you can cover those guys up and you can uh, mirror and shadow them. You know, and that's why it makes. Uh, I'm gonna say, it. our the center we got Matt Lee, feet. You know, Matt Lee's a former tight end, feet. Uh, Samson, feet. You you brought up Jalen Rivers before, feet. Now, are they big men? Yes, but they've got feet you know and that's what makes them different so i always start with that initially you see a big man okay but now can he move if he can't move he's a statue you know so gotta have feet gotta have feet then the next thing would be length you want length now length i don't mean tall because you got a lot of tall guys that can't put their hands in their pockets i'm talking about length of arms right because the length of your arms allows you to keep someone further away from you at bay Right. And it allows you to touch somebody when they're further away from you, you know. So um, that's a simple definition on that. Uh, but and then they got to be able to bite, man. I'm not going to teach them how to bite. They got to be able to bite. They got to be able to bite. And mean, that means get after people's, you know. And, <laughs> now, do you and, ha- do you see that on tape or when you see on, them, meet them in it's person? On, it, it's on tape. It's on tape. But then you go see it in person. But it's on tape. You can see it on tape. You can see the guys that are different on tape. You can. I mean, you, you, you've watched Quentin Nelson? Yes. Quentin Nelson, you see that on tape, you know? And, and Quentin Nelson, when he plays like that, that's a choice. That's a choice. That's not an ability. That's a choice. He chooses to play that way. And that's what makes him different. He chooses to play that way. And so why can't you make that choice? I tell guys all the time, why can't you make that choice? You know? So, uh, but... Yeah. So that's, uh, those are the things that I look for. I look, we look for, we, we coach Chris, we look for feet, we look for length and we look for bite. Yeah. All right. So I've stood behind you many times well, in the last season only uh, on game yeah. day and you have your pose, right? You are yeah. feet wider than shoulders. You're kind of hunched yeah. over hands on the knees and you are yeah. crouched almost if you were putting hands in the ground, but the hands are over the knees and you are watching feet. 
I'm watching our guys. I'm watching our guys. I'm watching. I'm not watching the football. Ever watch the football? Um, I don't ever watch the football. I don't ever watch a running back. I don't watch the wide receivers. Um, I, I usually watch the offense alignment nearest to our sideline. Okay. The offense alignment furthest away from our sideline are watched by the offense line GA who's up in the booth. Okay. So, and what I'm watching is I'm watching technique and fundamentals. You know, that's what I'm watching. I don't suggest plays, believe it or not. There's two lines. There's line A and line, line one and line two, right? Line one is the offensive coordinator, the, the running back coach, the wide receiver coach, the tight end coach. And then line two is myself and the O-line GA. And we're just watching ball. Well, you're by I, yourself. You're literally like 15 yards away from everyone else. Ed Pat is by your side. But literally, you're almost like a not quite a catcher stance, but you're not far off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my umpire stance. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's just a stance that I kind of I didn't know till like my high school kids used to tell me. Um, and you're right. I'm probably looking from from the butt down to the ankles, you know, where they're going, you know. And then I'll, I can just I'll ask, hey, who made the tackle? The Mike made the tackle. The Mike linebacker made. The, well, I know exactly who missed the block, you know. So I'm trying to look at footwork and fundamentals and stuff like that you know and uh help because i'm trying to help my guys i'm trying to help my guys when they come to the sideline with technique and fundamentals i'm not i don't suggest plays at all ever now if, if they click oh hey alex click the line too what do you like i'll say it but to me the offensive coordinators they've got enough to think about and stuff like that and process for me to chime in i chime in during the week during the week of practice and preparation that's when i suggest and get stuff that I think we should do or, or work on. But after that, you got to let the offensive coordinator call his game. You know, um, that's kind of how I've always done it that way. All right. Two more things. You said you were wanting to be an engineer. So talk to me about the choreography of your group. And, and I hate math. So that wouldn't have worked out. Yeah. So right. and you know, that's why you don't like grading the film either, right? You don't like grading. You don't like numbers. Yeah. Unless they're yeah. six, five, three, twenty, you like those numbers, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I, I'm always fascinated by our sport because uh, I think sometimes, and I don't mean this critically, but like from a fan's view, uh, it's sometimes over very simplified, but it's really not. It's so it's like I call it. It's it's they look at it as art. I'm like it's science. It, there's a science to what you guys do. The amount of information, yeah. linguistics. I mean, knowledge, uh, awareness, what all that stuff. So the process of getting those guys to play as one. You've said about it, five to play as one, and, and the choreography that it, yeah. it requires. Five men, one mind. Um, communication. All starts with all starts and ends with communication. What has to happen is they all got to see it. They all got to see it through the same lens. So our center comes up and our center will go, "Hey, let's say we're running inside zone." Our center will come up and go, "Hey, it's four down, four down. Hey, single twenty-five B thirty-two. Now that might not mean anything to you. Correct. Okay. I speak three languages. I speak English. Yo hablo español porque yo soy cubano, and I speak. Single 35, B22, four down, right? I speak University of Miami offensive line language, right? And it's a language that allows us to communicate, okay? And to me, what is communication? Communication is what you see. Communication is what you signal. Communication is what you hear. And then communicate. the least important part of communication is what you say, Okay. Hearing is more important than what you say. It, but it's communication that allows for that choreography to take place, right? And in that communication, there's a hierarchy of communication, right? And that hierarchy starts with the center. 
the center, the first thing he's got to do is identify the front. If it's a four down front, he's got to tell everybody four down, four down. I don't care if you're the left tackle and you think it's odd. It's four down now, right? Or center comes up, odd, 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 odd. Or the center comes up and goes bear, bear, bear. Those are different types of fronts, okay? So at the first thing the center does is he comes up and identifies the front to put us on the same page, right? Then the next thing the center does is the center starts the line of communication, right? If we're running the football, right, he'll get up, he'll come up and go, hey, four down, four down. Hey, single 25, single 25, right? Based on his call, then the backside of the offensive line makes their call. Based on his call, the tight end makes her call. All of this happens in less than three seconds. Right, 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 right. right. I'm, I'm doing everything slowed down. But if it's a pass play, he'll come up and he'll go, hey, four down, four down. Hey, Liz 35. Or, hey, four down, four down. Rico 422. Or he'll come up and go, hey, bear, 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 55, 55, 55. Right? And that's how we communicate. So my job as a coach is to teach him all this right? And then fine tune it, right? And then I need to teach them what we're doing. I need to teach them why we're doing it. And then I, the last thing I teach them is how to do it. So the how is the technique, the fundamentals, all that stuff, you know, but uh, that's what we do. I've got these new five new high school offensive linemen. We've got the Alabama offensive lineman, Javion. We've got the central Florida offensive lineman, Matt Lee, and I've got to get them to speak our language. And and that's how I talk to him on the sideline. I don't talk to him on the sideline. Hey, did you two guys double team? No, I said, hey, we need to go. You guys, did you guys go B or B throw? Did you go B or B throw to 25? Francis, what do you have on you? Coach, I got a five technique. Okay, got it. All right. Uh, Jalen, what did you have? Coach, I had a three. Okay, boom. So that's how we communicate. And it might not mean anything to you, but it means a lot to us, right? And that language is what allows us to be choreographed and come together. That's what I love about coaching, doing that, you know, doing that. You know, I don't scoreboard stuff. I add this. Uh, that's, what, that's, that's what I do. That's what we do. So, yeah, that's how we do it. Make this the day your life changes. The all-new UFIT Gyms has been created to give you exactly what you need to accelerate your fitness results, including state-of-the-art equipment and a new cross-functional turf training area. Enjoy personal training as low as $35 and new small group training classes, including HIT Plus. Take it to the next level with personalized nutrition from Eat Love, along with anywhere, anytime access to UFIT on demand with over 1,000 workouts. Reach your goals faster at the new UFIT Gyms. All right. The fascinating thing to me about this sport is all that and then the execution. Right. And I might mix up the verbiage here because I certainly did not play offensive line. But give me an example yeah. of why this matters. Right. You're running inside zone or whatever it is. And it's the difference between maybe running off the center, the center's butt versus the inside foot of the guard. Right. And the reason why I bring that up, Alex, is the precision at which things have to happen to be successful. Yeah, it's not a suggestion. Right. Because every every run play has an intent. And the intent is the path of the back, right? So on inside zone, the path of our back goes to the backside foot of the center. And it's important that the running back goes to the backside foot of the center, Josh, and not to the inside foot of the play side guard because us as an offensive line, our technique and our fundamentals are protecting and are made to block for when the running back runs to the backside foot of the center. 
Okay. If our inside zone went to the inside foot of the play side guard, it would change our technique and our fundamental. It would change our angle of departure from the line of script. You with me? So the, the running back, there ain't no, and that's what they do in high school and not in, co in college and the pros. You got to be exact with that. So now it might be that our, let's say our offensive coordinator wants to, hey, listen, let's change inside zone. Let's run inside zone at the inside foot of the play side guard. Good. Then I, as an offensive line coach, I have to make sure that what we're doing up front marries up to the path of the back. Does that make sense? Yes. So if we ran wide zone, the path of the back is the butt of the tight end or the butt of the ghost tight end if there's no tight end. Okay. If we were running power, which is a gap scheme play, or counter, which is a gap scheme play, our running back's path is the inside foot of the play side guard. So I'm not saying that's right. I'm just saying that's what is for us. If you went into Nebraska's O-line room, it might be different. If you went to uh, Penn State's O-line room, it might be different. But that's what works for us. And as a coach, you have got to make sure that what you are doing up front marries up to the path of the back. So there we there go. go. You're done, my friend. You can you can call your awesome. call the coach back, and uh, just. I got to coach Coach Chris Paul. I got to call my wife. I figured. I don't be mad at me. Don't be mad no. at me. Listen, Berta Bert, is awesome. Berta's, uh, you, you better have the right wife to be in this profession. You know? Yeah. No, I got, well, look, I'm with, I'm not too far behind you, bro. I'm still here. I'm, I'm in the office doing this as well. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. And you know that because it allows you, if you have a supportive spouse, right, then like, like coach said, weapons free, then you can go. And do it, man. There's a lot of things that goes on in my house that my wife doesn't even call and tell me about, you know. But I also know there's a, there's guys that I've worked with in the past, and that if there's an ant in the middle of the living room, the wife is calling the the, yeah, <laughs> the coach. I got gotcha. you. And, and you're like, ah. but my wife, man, she's she's a real five star. So, yeah. uh, but man, I appreciate you having interest in my in in what I do and how I do it. By the way, it's Thurgood Marshall. It's a distinguished life. Thank you. They're okay. And thank you for always being very kind and supportive of me and, and what we do. No, and I appreciate you, buddy. You know that. And thank you very much. And I hope you don't get in trouble. And if you do, text me and uh, I, owe, I owe you something. We don't. We, we won't get in trouble. Just right? carve out one day for me. And that's it. I just want one day in the office. Gosh, man. Hey, listen, I get back off the road. I'll be back in there in February. And serious, I love talking about it because every time I talk about offensive line play, like like right now, that I'm talking about it with you, it makes me, I might say something to you in a way that I'm like, man, how come I've never said that before? It sounds better and it communicates better than, than the way I did it to our players. So I love doing it because it keeps me on my toes and it keeps me fresh as a teacher. So right, thank you. No, thank you, buddy. Go, go do what you got to do. And I, I enjoy the hell out of this. I enjoyed it too, my brother. Be good now. Okay. Got it. See you, bud. Bye-bye.